welcome back to season four of Passport 2. It is so great to be back and exploring the world with all of you. And to kick off the new season, we are joined by Chief Marketing Officer of Visit West Hollywood, Jeff Morris, and Rod Gruendike, the General Manager at the legendary Sunset Marquee Hotel. Here is the download, the inside track, and all the know-how on Visit West Hollywood from cultural events to epic restaurants, latest happenings, and truly memorable hotels, and of course, legendary tales. By the close of this episode, it's likely you will all be California dreaming of your next trip to LA. And so, to the duo of the hour, Jeff and Rod, and you are actually our inaugural men on our podcast ever. We've never had men on us, so thank you for being our first men. I'm going to let you two introduce yourselves, please. Sure. Jeff. Sure. Well, thanks. I'm excited to be here for an inaugural. I had no idea, so that's excellent. Um I'm Jeff Morris. I'm the Chief Marketing Officer at Visit West Hollywood, which is the tourism bureau uh, based in West Hollywood, California. Super. And Rod? Rod Gerndike, the General Manager of the Sunset Marquee Hotel for the last 31 years. And we're about to, in 2023, celebrate our 60th anniversary of an independent, privately owned hotel by the Rosenthal family. That's wonderful. Huge congratulations. Thank you. Well, I can't wait to hear all the wonderful stories from your 31 years there. But we're going to start with West Hollywood generally. Jeff, Mm -hmm. set the scene for us. What does West Hollywood look like in 2022? Yeah, well, for anyone who's not familiar with West Hollywood, I like to call it the heart of Los Angeles. And we are a small two square miles. I think that's four square kilometers, I think, if my math is right. right in the center of Los Angeles. And uh, it is a place that is filled with uh, beautiful hotels, amazing dining, a great uh, place for cutting edge wellness and health activities, uh, boutique shopping. It's really kind of what the world thinks of when they think of beautiful Los Angeles and eclectic Los Angeles and and, uh, all the creativity that comes from LA. That's what West Hollywood is all about. And, you know, you ask about what it looks like now. I mean, obviously, um, the pandemic has has affected the entire world. But um, I'm really proud to say, and I think Rod will agree with this, that West Hollywood has gotten better in the last couple of years. We've had some amazing new hotels open on the Sunset Strip, um, which is really kind of changing the dynamic up there. It's really bringing the Sunset Strip back to life. And these brand new hotels are kind of bringing this whole new luxury approach to what's happening in West Hollywood. And they blend and they mix really interestingly with the classic things that have always been in West Hollywood, like the Whiskey A Go-Go and uh, the Roxy and the Viper Room, which are these classic, you know, rock and roll and, and live music clubs like the Troubadour, where Elton John got his start. So... You know, it's a really interesting mix, and, and it's an exciting time for, for West Hollywood right now because there is so much new. And it's a great time to visit post, post-COVID post because there is so much happening. Well, I think, you know, the world, we were just talking about this, the world is ready to get back to face-to-face. Absolutely. And, you know, we've had our share of uh, Zoom calls and looking at <laughs> a small screen for so long that there's just something so refreshing about being one-on-one with people again. And that's really what West Hollywood is all about. I mean, it's about being with people. It's about, um, you know, being uh, in an environment with, like I said, with clubs and with restaurants. You know, it's really about kind of the 
the vibe and the energy that you feed off of with other people. Yeah, and it's the energy. It really has a certain energy about it, and it's about the people, which are equally fascinating. So West Hollywood has been described as a city within a city. Is that how you see it? Well, I think that's... That's really accurate because, like I said, you know, we call ourselves the heart of Los Angeles. And I think, you know, especially for international visitors, they look at Los Angeles as kind of intimidating. I always say uh, L.A. is kind of a horizontal city. And so it can be intimidating for people to look at it and think, how am I going to get around here? So when we call uh, West Hollywood a city within a city or the heart of Los Angeles, once you get there, um, you don't need a car. It's the most walkable city in California, so you can you can get there from the airport via you know public transport or Uber or something. And once you're there, you really don't need a car. You can walk anywhere that you need to go, and then it's a quick, easy ride to get to Santa Monica Beach. If you want to go to Universal Studios Hollywood, that's easy trip to get there too downtown. So it really is central to everything in Los Angeles. That's really helpful because you usually think of Los Angeles as somewhere you need a car. Right. But actually, if you can walk around West Hollywood, it's such a great spot to just discover it all. Right. And, the, you know, the traffic in Los Angeles has kind of a notorious <laughs> reputation. So I think it can be intimidating. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of, you know, you ask about what changed since COVID. A lot of the traffic has actually gone away because people have more flexibility now with, uh, you know, where they work and working from home. So um, it's not quite as intimidating as it was before. But that's the good thing about uh, West Hollywood. You don't really need a car. Yeah, that's super. So as the chief marketing officer of Visit West Hollywood, it probably goes without saying that your address book is jam-packed with up-to-the-minute info on the latest happenings. So tell me, what are the the newest openings that you're particularly excited about? Well, I was just going to look at my address book and see if that's really true. (laughs) I I feel like I should have way more going on. But, um, you know, like I said, lots has changed since since the pandemic. In, In West Hollywood, we've had a couple of new hotels open. We had the new Pendry hotel open on the former side of the House of Blues, which is a very kind of classic place. And it's on the Sunset Strip. We also had a new um, Marriott Edition hotel open at the corner of Doheny and Sunset, which is a gorgeous property that basically overlooks all of Los Angeles with amazing views of the Hollywood Hills and all the way down to to downtown LA. We also had the Lapeer Hotel in the design district. That's a, a beautiful little boutique hotel with a rooftop restaurant area and bar, beautiful right. views of the city. Beautiful. And rooftops are really great. And, and Especially in West Hollywood. Yeah. Many of the hotels have rooftop facilities. So you mentioned Design District. Now, West Hollywood comprises of three main districts. So you've got West Hollywood Design District, Sunset Strip, and Santa Monica Boulevard. Is that right? Right. It's, you know, like I said, it's a small kind of city, but it, it does pack a punch in terms of the distinct kind of neighborhoods that we have. So the Sunset Strip, where Rod's Hotel is located up the Sunset Marquee, um, is, you know, filled with uh, nightlife and, and these hotels that I was telling you about. The uh, design district is filled with boutique shopping. That's where the Lapeer Hotel is that, that Rod was talking about. Great dining and, uh, you know, just a good kind of walkable kind of scene for, for shopping and things like that. And then uh, Santa Monica Boulevard is is what uh, people in the city call the Rainbow District. It's, it's very LGBTQ friendly. Um, there's a lot of bars and restaurants, super walkable and lots to do on that street. So, Rod. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're the general manager at the Sunset Marquee Hotel. 31 years, did Th- you say? 31 years. I love that. That's uh-huh. super. 
Now, I read Sunset Marquee has served as a hideaway for the famous, the infamous, and occasionally the indicted since 1963. Yes, all of those. (laughs) What makes the hotel so special? Uh, It's the privacy and it's the location. You know, we're on a residential street. We're not easily seen. Uh, We used to have ad campaigns where if you know where it is, you know where it's at. Um, we were always consider ourselves the best kept secret. We have a three and a quarter acres and that people don't realize that once you walk in, you're like in a garden setting and you don't, you feel you got, you're in the city, you're, you're 40 yards from Sunset Boulevard and you have these lush gardens you're going through and koi fish ponds and so forth. Um, we really try to protect our guests that stay with us if for some reason they can't leave the hotel because of paparazzi or what have you. They have three and a quarter acres to walk on. And so you're not confined to the room in plenty of private spaces. And we have a secret exit of the hotel. <laughs> so we can bring our guests in one way and take them out another exit off a, off a different street. And uh, so we, we really think that's special. We have underground bus parking for our tours. So they can come in and, and park and then we seal them up. And when they wake up, there's keys on their, their seats there and they can go up to their ticket elevator to their villa. So it's private. And but having a recording studio as well makes it unique. So you were involved in the conception of this recording studio? I was, uh, with a gentleman named Jed Lieber. Mm-hmm. And Jed's dad's uh, Jerry Lieber, Lieber and Stoller. And it was back in 94, probably early 94, when Jed and I met. We also turned out we lived in the same apartment building. And uh, we had a recording space that was very small, and we were using it as storage. And I pulled out all the storage equipment and realized how beautiful it was and how much money went into it. And Jed said, you know, let me take the space from you and use as my, my recording area and, and producing. And after putting Jed's equipment in there, we couldn't get Jed's chair in there. So we took the space and we tripled it in size. And when we did that, we realized that we had a gym. And uh, was the other funny part of this was I took out a laundromat that we had for our roadies that could wash their jeans and T-shirts for 50 cents. <laughs> and that changed about $15 for their T-shirts. And they had a revoke on me. They protested. But we put a studio in, and it took off. And we did uh, 12 major motion pictures. Uh, Ocean Eleven was our biggest one, the scoring for it. Um, Jed, we kind of built it so that Jed could use it as his working place, and we couldn't, he couldn't find the time because it was always being booked. So we doubled the size of the studio. And uh, after we did that, again, we hoped that Jed was going to have a space to work. And we filled that up as well. And then when American Idol came out, uh, we were the hosts in the first years for the, when it got down to the last 10 contestants, we were the hotel that they checked into. And that was confidential. We couldn't tell that to anyone. And this is probably the first time I'm saying it on air. <laughs> and um, so we'd have the artists stay with us. All the rehearsals, all the everything you saw on TV was done at the hotel throughout the grounds. And you would find kids sitting on park benches and you know, underneath trees and rehearsing with their mentors. And it was just really a, an amazing time. And then we got the chance to meet these young artists. And after they... Uh, got their success, they came back as regular guests to the hotel because we were part of their development. Mm. Gosh, it's quite a landmark, huh? It is. One amazing man, George Rosenthal, built it, um, saw the Garden of Allah that was being torn down and off the Sunset Strip back in 1958 Mm. and wanted to recreate that. So how do you still keep that vision going? Because after so many years and you've got so much competition uh, coming up next to you. It's, you know, we, we did the first whiskey bar 
um, in 94 as well um, on the West Coast. And we had that there for till 2005. Uh, we always try to think outside of the box of what our guests are looking for. And a lot of our guests between rock and roll and advertisements and so forth, like large spacious rooms. So we try to create our rooms where groups can come in and have a meeting for five or six people, plenty of chairs and couches, where they can talk about an ad campaign and then go off and do it. And we have photography rooms that people come and shoot in. Um, we have a lot of, you know, we, for the, we have racks and racks of clothes that get wheeled in the hotel every day for fashion shoots. So it's, it's, it's very diverse. A lot of different things take place there. And no doubt, Rod, you've got some stories to tell. I do. What can you share? <laughs> well, I, I just, I want to say our, our, one of our favorite guests is Billy Bob Thornton. And Billy lived there probably, I think, four years straight. He can't even remember if it's four or five years, neither can we, but we love Billy. And there was times where when Billy was working on studios, at Raleigh Studios and doing his Gotham series, and he'd show up at the hotel. And I'd say, Billy, you don't live here anymore. And he was so tired. And he just goes, oh, my God, give me a toothbrush and a comb and a place to sleep and wake me up, you know, five hours. And it's, it's, it's the relationships we have with these people. And Billy's gone on many talk shows and said he's the mayor of the Sunset Marquee. And he reminds people that they were there with him partying at different time periods. But he's just he's a special guest. And when we needed things to for um, his contribution into hosting an event for us for a children's organization, whatever, he couldn't say yes fast enough. And we just did one with Joe Bonamassa in October where we brought in the top four jazz players um, in the country. And we performed at the hotel for a children's organization, raised a lot of money. It was just a great event. And Billy was amazing. And then with Billy's crowd, you know, you've got Billy Givens of ZZ Top, um, longtime friend and guest of the hotel. And I was eating at a restaurant here in London the other day and saw Richard, a picture of Richard Harris. And Richard Harris was a longtime guest of the hotel. And then Richard would come down. We have two swimming pools and come down one of our villa pools. And he would take off his nightgown, unfortunately, and swim and jump in the pool naked and <laughs> take a lap and come back out and t dry himself off. And we had an English buckler named Michael. Michael would take care of him and escort him back up to his room. But the story Hopefully just, with a warm towel. With a warm towel. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be good. But they're just, there's, like you said, there's so many stories. That's wonderful. Yeah. I, I could just listen to that yeah. for hours. <laughs> so how, I mean... Okay, so we've got rock and roll. Yeah. What advice do you have for someone who's trying to pick where they want to stay? Well, I'll start and then Jeff can chime in. I think West Hollywood offers so many different choices. You have the high-rise properties on the Sunset Boulevard that have beautiful views going all the way to downtown Los Angeles and the Hollywood Hills. You have many boutique hotels like ourselves that are in West Hollywood off residential neighborhoods that are tucked away that offer that privacy where you can get in and out of the hotel very quickly. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, a lot of these hotels have rooftop, either dining, swimming pools, tennis courts, and you feel like you're coming to an apartment. You're coming to your a home away from home, which everybody uses that tagline, but it's so true. And the thing is, you really get to know the staff, and that's what you fall in love with. And no matter how much money we put in the hotel, and I'm speaking for everybody, that it's the people that make the difference. And, you know, we're fortunate enough to be around a long time. And when I say I've been there 31 years, I've got employees 45 years and 38 years and 40 years. And so, um, you know, the guests can't wait for to see them when they come back. And I've gone up to guest rooms where um, I saw a room service sign and I kind of knocked on the door and peeked inside and there was my employee having room service with the guests, you know, dining <laughs> with them. And sure. it's just, it's, it's building relationships Absolutely. and that's what it's about. Absolutely. 
Well, yeah, the longevity I, of that is, is I, so important. I think that that's one of the charming things about West Hollywood that is so... Um, it sparkles because of the celebrity kind of association with it, but it is also very down to earth, very comfortable, very homey. You know, you really can't go wrong staying anywhere in West Hollywood. And you, Rod, you said uh, you had a tagline, which I had never heard before, which is, if you know where it is, you know where it's at. Yeah. I think that's true with West Hollywood yeah. in general. You know, you know, Rod has a lot of stories. There's a lot of stories about, um, you know, celebrity kind of associations that happen there, but it is so comfortable and it is, you know, confusion, I think, um, about Hollywood and West Hollywood. And we like to say, you know, Hollywood is kind of where the work happens and West Hollywood is where the life happens. It's where, you know, people really kind of have their association with, you know, what they do with their day-to-day -day life. And I think that's, you know, it's, you know, when Rod describes stories about people feeling comfortable staying there, it's exactly what it is. So talking about where the life is happening, I want to talk about the food scene, which is thriving. Where are your favorite places to eat? Well, I would say, um, you know, there are there are a lot of them. As I, I keep saying, you know, West Hollywood packs a punch, and it does, and it, and it does on the dining scene as well. Um, there's really popular places like Catch on Melrose, which is a, a beautiful rooftop restaurant. Um, that is always a scene, and that is partly what makes it fun as well, but just amazing, um, you know, sushi and that, that side of cuisine. Melrose is just packed with all kinds of interesting foodie kind of places. There's Gracias Madre, which is a, which is a vegan Mexican uh, restaurant with an unbelievable outdoor dining patio that is just always packed and just an interesting place to eat, but delicious and vegan, so that's very on trend. Um, there's Chaconis down there. There's Craig's, which is a celebrity hotspot that is, you know, quite frankly, very difficult to get into. But um, once you get into it, it's it's also a celebrity haven and and uh, great food and a lot of fun. Then on the Sunset Strip, you know, honestly, um, it's becoming more of a foodie destination as well. We have some wonderful restaurants up there. There's Tess, um, and there is uh, the. Katana, a boa, a yeah. steakhouse, yeah, Katana. Uh, mm -hmm. There's there's two new Wolfgang Puck restaurants at the New Pendry Hotel, uh, Merois, and I'm going to lose the other name, uh, Ospero, um, both at the Pendry Hotel and and, uh, and Wolfgang Puck started those and 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 the, but those restaurants are run by his son, so it it marks kind of Wolfgang's return to the Strip after after Spago had uh, become so popular all those decades ago. We were, we were talking about Spago's earlier, and it couldn't have been a worse restaurant location. I think it had 10 parking spaces <laughs> ab just above the Sunset Strip, and that's what made his, made his mark there. And uh, it's, it would never be the same. And when he went to Beverly Hills, he always talked about that West Hollywood's what gave his fame to him, that location. And it's a, you know, it's a huge name, like probably one of the biggest in the world for food. Yeah, of course it is, yeah. And what about drinking spots? Oh, that's a really good question. <laughs> um, Where can everywhere? we get a good nightcap? <laughs> it all depends on, you know, again, what type of environment you want. You know, if you want to sit there and look at the view, we have a lot of beautiful hotels and restaurants on the Strip that you look out over. Uh, a lot of the hotels have, on their top floors, have great viewing and great restaurants and clubs. Um, you know, we did a, 
a bar in 94, I was mentioning earlier, the whiskey bar, now it's bar 1200, and it's a rock and roll bar. And you have a lot of rock and roll bars off near the Viper Room and the Whiskey A Go-Go and so forth on the Strip. So again, it's, it's the environment that you want, you're looking for. Yeah, I think, you know, West Hollywood, and someone talked to me about this at, at some point early on, they said, you know, West Hollywood is really about the craft cocktail kind of culture. And I think that that's true. There's a r- lot of real artists who work in um, the bars and the restaurants there. Um, I would say if someone's coming to West Hollywood, you know, for for a drink, these rooftop places that we talk about are just really the place to to have a quintessential kind of experience for Southern California because they are such um, amazing views and most of them have rooftop pools as well. So, you know, that's a great place to have a drink. And they're, are they quite difficult to get bookings at or are there secret tricks, hidden back it's doors? All, it's all about the timing. <laughs> okay. So we were, we were also talking about this earlier where if New Yorkers like to dine later mm-hmm. in the evening and so do I understand people from London. So if, you know, most L.A. people dine at, you know, 6.30 to 7.30 is a popular time period for us in the local market. But it really fills up from 8 o'clock on. So if you go earlier, you don't need a reservation, but the later you go, you do. Got it. Yeah. So we talked about creativity, craft cocktails. West Hollywood is entirely a hotbed of creativity. Mm-hmm. What would you say are some of the must-visit culture spots? Well, that's a, that's a good question. Rod, it looks like you have an, no, I just, I, an answer at the ready. No, I, I was thinking about other, another answer to this, and then we'll come back to kind of your question, okay. but if I may. Of course. Um, being in West Hollywood, it was a new environment for me when I joined 31 years ago. And it was built as the creative city where we had, no matter what you did, you were welcome. And we had people in music and in fashion and photography and on and on and on. And they all came together. And at, at our hotels, we don't get a lot of the, the people that are in front of the cameras, per se, but we get all the people that win the awards for makeup and wardrobe and cinematography and all those different things. So we'll have guests that are staying with us that will be that A-list actor. And I said, I hope you're comfortable. And he looks around and goes, oh, my God, there's my cinematographer from this movie I did. And there's the makeup girl that won an Oscar for this other movie. And you feel right at home. And people, not only at our hotel, but all hotels, they come across people they've worked with in the past. And they sit down and start talking about future ventures. And next thing you know, they're doing a new movie together. They're doing a photography session together, whatever. Um, I don't know if you realize how many photographers that come through West Hollywood, not only for rock and roll, but for architecture, for everything. And when you're in the city of West Hollywood, you know, there's, there's, again, the different areas what we mentioned earlier, Santa Monica and Census Strip and the design area, that you'll get your... if. The buyers go down to the PDC, which is an area that, would, that people see and don't understand what it is. And at the PDC, you probably have some of the biggest design companies inside that are offering you the, the wares, the furniture and the art and everything else that you can go in there and get lost. It's like the Disneyland to the interior <laughs> designers. And to have that element there, and then you have you have the the um, the motion picture area of, of in West Hollywood and right around you that you have all these different creatives coming together. And it's just a, it's a unique environment. We did another story. I'm sorry to keep going into stories. When the book, The Firm, came out, I don't know if you remember that, um, we auctioned it off as at the hotel to a studio. 
And in those days, we had to set up nine fax machines in one room. And he pretty much said, okay, I'm auctioning off this book, and this is the, go- the starting rate at. And for the next 30 minutes, bids came over a fax machine. And then it was accepted to, I don't know if it was Warner Brothers or whoever bought it. But it was amazing that this took place, to, to watch it and see this happen. It's, you know, now it'd be so easy to do, but at that time it wasn't. So, I, again, I'm just, I don't know if I'm answering your question, but I, I love being in an environment where I said, I, God, I've been trying to meet this person, and, and this person's amazing. It's been my idol. I said, okay, give me one second. I turn, person's sitting right there. And I just introduced the two people together, and now they've joined together and working on their creative venture. So that's how I see creativity. And you might be talking about areas of West Hollywood. No, that's super. It's, a, it's networking. It's yeah. an opportunity. Everything's at your fingertips. And so they're, all, they're all there. And we have you know, production groups staying with us. Their production groups are at the Mondrian Hotel. They're at the London Hotel. They're at the Boutique Hotels, the La Montrose, La Montrose and uh, the Chamberlain Hotel. So you know, we, they all go around to each of the properties there. And it's, it's just a great environment. I have to say, uh, just two, in terms of visitors who come, who may not know uh, how to rub elbows exactly, there is a brand new Academy of Motion Pictures Museum uh, right close to West Hollywood, just down the street. And it is really uh, an incredible place to visit for people who uh, love movies, Mm -hmm. Um, all kinds of great history. It has the ruby red slippers from... Uh, the Wizard of Oz, they have great programming where they're all the time having filmmakers and artists come in and talk about their films. It also has an amazing rooftop um, structure that overlooks all of the Hollywood Hills. So it's an amazing place to be. And then also we have, um, well, we just celebrated the Super Bowl. You know what the Super Bowl is, right? Yeah, okay. (laughs) Um, uh, We just had the Super Bowl in Los Angeles at the brand new SoFi Uh Stadium, which is about 10 miles from us in West Hollywood, very close. But they also, so they just finished the, our American football season there, and they'll do all kinds of concert programming there as well. So Brilliant. that's coming up, yeah. So we've talked hotels, food and wine, arts and culture, health and wellness. Now, I know obviously because of COVID, a lot will have closed and perhaps it's reopening, but tell me a bit about that and that offering. Yeah, I think, you know, um, West Hollywood has this distinction of being the place where kind of new health and wellness trends start. This is where um, Health House started and did the hot kind of uh, therapy. There's a couple of places there, you know, there's always new things popping up, to be quite honest with you. There's there's always something new happening. Um, there's a, a studio called Pause Studio where you can do everything from IV drips to hot sauna kind of experiences to um, other kinds of interesting uh, treatments that I have never had before, but um, look interesting. And then obviously, uh, you know, people are coming there for all the best in Hollywood facial treatments. And there's lots of high-end um, skin treatment uh, uh, salons that are located there. There's one called the Face Gym. It's the only one in um, in uh, California. Mm-hmm. In, and we have it in West Hollywood. I know that you have them here in London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're super. Yeah. So we have one in West Hollywood. And then all kinds of great celebrity kind of workout training kind of places as well. Yeah, I imagine. I always think West Hollywood is is wellness. It's health. It's feeling good. It's getting outdoors. It's hiking. It's, it's, a, it's all about feeling good, right? Yeah. And you can do, you know, I mean, the hike to the Hollywood Hills, the hike to the Hollywood Hills <laughs> is real close as well. You know, people love to do that. Get out and bike around the neighborhoods, look at, you know, kind of do some celebrity house 
shopping while yeah. they're there and, and then walk up to the Hollywood sign. So L.A. has been a magnet for free spirits. What does the city represent for you? Inclusivity and caring for, um, you know, uh, diversity, inclusion, uh, equity amongst everyone, honestly. And it got its start back in mid-80s, became its own city, separate from from Los Angeles, um, when it was really protecting Russian immigrants and um, the LGBTQ community and really wanted to protect the rights of those people. So when you talk about freedom and when you talk about, um, you, you know, what's possible in the American dream and those kinds of things, that's really what West Hollywood, I think, stands for. I was also just going to add the people that you meet that, that you know, come to the city of West Hollywood to visit it. And I think um, I talk for myself. I've met probably my closest friends in my life that I want to be around in my life. I met in West Hollywood. And um, not all of them, you know, we came from different locations, came from New York and uh, came from Northern California or wherever they came from. Just they settled in West Hollywood and this became their home. And we kind of we watch out for each other. And it's nice to you know, walk out of your condo or your house and be able to walk down the street to a neighborhood restaurant or bar, not get in a car. Um, you know, when we left to come to London, it was 80 degrees. So that's always nice. Put a smile on your face and <laughs> be able to enjoy the outdoors. And it's, it's a special place because you feel safe. And to walk around the community and you know your neighbors and everybody seems like they has a dog now. So you, you learn the dog's names as well. <laughs> but it's just, it's a fun place mm-hmm. to be a part of. So I have one final question yeah. for you both. What does it mean to live the California dream? I think it's to, besides the weather and we just talked about, it's to, for me personally, I think I've been um, in a position to meet unique people from around the world and celebrities and non-celebrities. And, you know, when you, California, you think sunshine, you think ocean, you think celebrities, you know, you're going to meet somebody walking by or whatever. But it's actually coming across people like that and knowing that they're human beings and that they really have a, a very nice side and you got to respect their privacy, that it's, it's fun to interact with them. It's fun to interact with all the different people that you come across. And um, being in town such a long time um, and seeing people come and go. And, you know, we have had great general managers come through West Hollywood and a lot of GMs will move on with their careers to different location and and to help their uh, position grow. Um, you build friendships and um, you hate to see them leave. I just think it's being able to do what you want to do. You have all the elements of the ocean, the mountains, hiking, biking, uh, being out in the sun, um, enjoying the great restaurants, great wine. It's all there for you. And that's a California dream to me. Mm. I think that... Uh California as a whole and West Hollywood in particular is a city of possibilities. And that's why, you know, Rod talked about having American Idol there. And, you know, so many of these people come to California to really, you know, not only enjoy the sunshine, but, but to, to see a dream realized. And, um, and I have to agree with Rod that it really is about the people. You know, you might come for one thought, but you, but you stay for um, the people. And we've, I've done a lot of research that says, you know, what we love about West Hollywood, we can't put our finger on it, but it's really the vibe. And, you know, where the vibe comes from, it comes from people. 
So it, it's also you know you you have employees that come through that, that come from all different parts of the country that want to be actors and actresses, and they're hitting that American dream. And it's nice to see success. And I was watching the the series Yellowstone and Kevin Costner's series. And one of the stars of the show used to be my doorman at the hotel. And it just makes me feel great inside that I knew what his what he was striving for in life and he achieved his goals. He found his dream. He found his dream. Thank you both so much. Um, we all want to be there. We want to live that dream. It sounds absolutely incredible. And Come on for all out. those yeah. insights, <laughs> um, it's just, it's a, a black book of places that we can't wait to visit. Where can we follow West Hollywood on social media and Sunset Marquee? Yeah, well, West Hollywood is obviously our website is uh, visit westhollywood.com. So it's easy to get to and you can see all of most of everything I just talked about here is is all accessible there. And then we're on social too at, at uh, WeHo usually or visit WeHo. Super. Yeah, same sensormarquee.com. You'll find everything. Amazing. Thank yeah. you both so much. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you.